0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cut's Corner. Lansing, go, go, go. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cut's Corner, brought to you by Eyewash. In collaboration with Lansing Community. And now, here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back, or welcome to Coach Cut's Corner. I'm Stephen Cutter, and today I'm joined in studio with Coach Modaf. Hayden is our recruiting coordinator. Welcome to the studio this morning, Hayden. Thanks again. How are you doing today? Doing terrific. How about you? I'm excellent. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to dive in a little bit with our season recap. That saw the Stars baseball team win 50 games. Talk about what summer recruiting looks like, and you do a lot of that. And where we're headed with our fall season, that's just getting ready to kick off. Mm-hmm. So, 50 wins. When I say 50 wins, what do you think?
1: It's a lot of wins. That's, uh, that's more games than most teams play in a season. So That's true,
0: and it's a really small percentage, whether it's at the junior college level, Division One, Two, Three, II, NAIA. Absolutely that win 50 games in a season. So that was that was an incredible regular season for the Stars. It saw them not only win a lot of games but have a lot of experiences. There was some adversity. We lost some players f- through injuries. We had a mm-hmm. field that flooded and yep. And then through that and through a lot of different reasons, we didn't play a whole lot of home games. I think it was around about 12 home games 12 or sixteen-ish, yeah, some, somewhere in yeah. there out of the 50. So it was a really small percentage that we got to play at home. And the flooding was obviously a big deal for yeah. us. And that impacted some of our home games. But then we were able to win our first round of regionals, and then we went to the Super Regional, which was hosted at Jackson College yep. this past season, and they have a new facility, and those facilities are, are nice, and I think they're still doing some work on them, yep. but they, they, it was pretty nice. And And we pulled some stuff together, and the mental performance and the training and everything else that we do in the talent level, we were able to win Another regional championship to go back-to-back and to become the the first team in our region to go back-to-back in a decade You know, what what was that like when when that kind of sunk in after, you know, it obviously didn't necessarily hit right away But what was that like? I mean, what what were some of your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I thought uh, when we did when we won last year and went to the World Series, it was uh, kind of a celebration and a lot of excitement, and really, kind of my feeling on on this one was a sense of relief and a sense that it kind of all paid off, all the work. And it's it's really crazy what the power of expectation puts on your shoulders. And I think that that's something that is something you'd always heard about from from people that are truly at the top in in this profession and and now being up there and realizing, Oh yeah, this is kind of what they talk about where it's, a, it's something that I think very few, few college programs or very few college coaches actually truly get to feel. And it's, it's uh, a wild experience. It's, it's more, more just kind of take a step back, take a deep breath and you know, you can sleep soundly at night instead of, you know, I want to go out and party all night cause we want it's It's more of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think th- pressure comes in a lot of different forms and pressure affects people in a lot of different ways and and pressure only affects you if you allow it to get internal. Mm-hmm. But those it, those noises, we call it noise that outside forces, it can become extremely powerful mm-hmm. and, and affect people in different ways. And and I know that you had said that earlier and I, I know I felt a little bit of there was a relief. We had we mm-hmm. had a a large investment into this group and and this group had a had some really big dreams. Yeah. And you know, we had some players that had major Division I offers that came back to us to to try to realize those dreams. And yeah. so uh, the, you're right. The first year was like, holy smokes, this is incredible, and, mm-hmm. and that team got labeled as a special team, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But then this team was completely different. Offensively, they were just through the through the roof with offense, and yeah. we we blew out. Almost every LCC baseball record offensively this past season And that says a lot because there's been some really good baseball teams here So they were definitely an incredible team, but then when you have an incredible team also comes incredible expectations yeah. and when you go to when you go to one college world series and you do pretty well then those expectations are to do it again and and so without getting too far ahead of ourselves but i would say the expectation is what you, you got to make it again and yeah. and doesn't doesn't everybody think that and then all those teams that actually do it they're kind of like well it's it's not that easy mm-hmm. and i i was saying that through a lot of last season before we got into postseason when people are saying you're going back to you know how are you going to do and and saying things like I wish it was this easy but it's not that easy if it was so easy everybody would be doing it and it's you know like I said it back to back hadn't happened in in 10 years you know so that shows that it's it's not easy Um, let's talk about the College World Series experience in general this season. Mm -hmm. We made it to the final four. Pretty impressive stuff. We came home with a third place trophy. Yeah. It was it was an interesting experience out there. We dealt with weather. We yeah. we, we a were lot there <laughs> a lot of rain. We were there for long periods. Our first year there we dealt with wind. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of the biggest thing there was the wind. I was
1: shocked that wasn't that didn't it, show it up. It wasn't there. even a factor. Insane.
0: This year it was rain and, and felt like tornadoes and yeah. and <laughs> different things. Yeah. But what was what was your college World Series experience like?
1: It was, uh, it was unique. It was, it was definitely, you know, where it was last year when we went in, you know, 2022, it was that team we had the first year was super special. And it was a team that changed a lot of things here and have left a mark that, you know, should be felt for a long time. But it was a team where we were just kind of happy to be there where you're like, Hey, we're going to go and maybe we can get some stuff together and, and we can win. But we, we just weren't deep enough to make a World Series run where we we had the you know starting nine and we had some pitching but we didn't really have what it took when it got down into the nitty-gritty to have enough uh, this year it was much different where it was a feeling of we're not just happy to be here like this is this is a lot of a lot of expectation a lot of you know hard work and we've got a ton of talent and when you look across like I, I remember walking in and I remember last year in 2022 when we were pulling in for that, you know, first, you know, whatever, 30-minute practice they give you or whatever right. at, the, at uh, David wash. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when we were looking around and, and we're looking at like Pearl and, and we're looking at Heartland and we're looking at uh, some of the other, other, you know, teams that go there pretty frequently and we're looking around we're like, looking at our guys and like they're double the size of us they're, they've got a roster of 45 out there and right. we were walking in with maybe 26 and uh now I remember when we walked in and we're looking around you turn around and look at our guys and I'm like it like we actually belong here this year like we're actually you know built like them we're built better than some team most teams here it's it was, it was a heck of an experience. The rain was, was unique, but... Uh,
0: and then we go out and we play our first game, and it, <laughs> is, it was an incredible experience to start the game. Pauly from KCS Angels was flown out. Yep. He threw the... We were able to work it out, and he threw the first pitch of the game before he, the game he started. He might have been the best pitcher yeah, for us he, that day. He, he, th- he threw a, a bullet in there, and that was a really special experience. Mm-hmm. And then we get started with the game, and we just don't play well. and the, oh, We got steamrolled. The, the yeah. expectations... And and all the pressure and different things, and, but I don't know that it actually came to a head. It's just it was baseball. It was one of those days yeah. where we you know we had twelve of those this se- this past season where it yeah. just didn't go our way for whatever reason. We don't play well. well you know when you're in the, those environments, college World Series, you never want to lose your first game. That's that's just not a great way to go. And so we really had to take the hard road to get to the final four. Yeah. And and so it was. It was really unique you know not only with the weather but with how the team responded we ended up seeing uh that same team you know later on and and taking care of business and so yeah it was a really special experience we were there for about a week and a half anytime you can go to the college world series and be there for a long time and watch other charter buses check out and leave Mm -hmm. and go home that is a great thing but part of our week and a half, we weren't playing, and we weren't playing because of the weather. You know, we were waiting to play. We also played a lot of morning games as we got deeper into the yeah. tournament, and they were playing morning games because the afternoon thunderstorms were popping up along the Oklahoma skies, and and so we were playing morning games, and, you know, big proponent of uh, – baseball's not meant to be played in the mornings unless, you know, you're playing travel ball or whatever and they got to play at all hours of of the day. But um so it was a really unique experience. We came home, we did our exit interviews, said mm-hmm. goodbye. Our our players went to summer collegiate teams. They also went to training facilities, you know, they went home, they they're they're doing all these different things. And and then, you know, what do we do? What, what changes for you once the season's over and we collect the uniforms, we say goodbye? How much do things change for you? Because, you, you know, you're no longer at practice every day. Yeah. You know, w- your responsibilities as a recruiting coordinator now transition even more to be able to watch players play and, and what they call the recruiting trail. Yeah. And you've been on the recruiting trail, you know, a, an absolute ton. Um, what's your what's your summer look like?
1: Yeah so really the recruiting over the summer started pretty much when we were in Enid um, I was still I was talking to uh, not really high school kids but college kids that were looking for a new fit because their season yeah. had wrapped up a couple of weeks prior they're looking for a new spot really what it's transitioned to now and, and I talked to a lot of high school students or high school seniors primarily and really what it is is, the summer really now is, is for obviously getting out and seeing travel ball games and all that. But the bulk of the recruiting in the summer is uh, college kids that are looking to go to another school because those are the ones that are kind of the most urgent need where, where they need a spot right away. It's not like you can tell a week in over the summer for them is, is like three months worth of recruiting for high school seniors where a lot moves really quickly and so a lot of my weekday times during the week when i'm on campus here it's showing around kids that are going from college to college where they're they played for a college program the year prior and they're looking for another college that's mostly the people we're having on campus or we were having on campus because summer's starting to wind down obviously in the weekends usually you know thursday friday and saturday i'm i'm out at summer games and you know it varies by week where Sometimes I'm going to check out a specific team to look at a specific player I've talked to or, you know, a group of them or whatever. Other times I'm just kind of going in blind and there's three teams that I see on Twitter or have heard through word of mouth are pretty talented and they have some kids and all that. Then you just kind of go and identify that way. And uh, right now it's starting to get into the phase where I've kind of collected a bucket of kids that I think could could help us here and caught my eye during the summer that we're hoping to, you know, get in contact with. I kind of started that round uh, a couple weeks ago. We're getting in contact, you know, trying to find dates, you know, when we're back on campus because I I feel like a huge part of our recruiting is, uh, you know, you talk to a lot of kids and they're used to the salesman pitch on the phone where it's 45 minutes of just kind of rambling about how awesome your program is. And then, you know, hang up and, and all that. Where here, I really don't spend any time pitching our program. It kind of sells itself if you just do a simple Google search. And uh, really just kind of get get to know the kid a little bit, let him talk about himself. And, and that's a great way for us to kind of, you know, find what's what's right and what, what's the fit here, or what might not be a fit. And, you know, judging by how that goes, we usually, you know, get them on campus and show them what our program looks like. And. Give him give him a daily experience of what it might be be like if he was here and he was a star. It's interesting because somebody
0: was talking to me the other day and they said recruiting must be easier today because you have social media and you have so much video and you have everything else. And I kind of smiled and smirked a little bit. And I said, well, in some ways, that's true. Mm -hmm. You are going to see on social media or those other platforms you're going to see. Their best swing, you're yeah. g- you're gonna see their best fielding. Sometimes yeah. that best is different for everybody, but you're you're seeing their best stuff. You're not seeing them fail very often, if at all. And mm-hmm. so you still have to be out there in those trenches of yeah. the, the summer and seeing what they look like when they fail. And I know that with everything that we do in our program, I know that you're very well versed on what. What failure looks like and how people respond to it, and it's pretty easy to spot somebody that isn't very mentally tough. Yeah, Um, and in the sport of baseball, if you don't have that mental toughness, and and you're in you're failing because you're going to fail in the sport of baseball if you don't have that mental toughness, you're going to really struggle and you're going to ride a roller coaster of up and down. And I'm sure you see that a lot in the summertime and you're seeing those things. And that's the stuff that you don't get to see on Twitter or, or these other platforms that kids are putting stuff on. You're seeing their best and we're looking to see what their worst looks like. Mm -hmm. It tells us a lot. You'd hear, you know, some older stories about, well, we'll go and watch them warm up and leave and we'll see how they, you know, run out (laughs) to the field and stuff. Well,
1: well, or their their mom brings yeah, a water bottle up right. to the dugout. If, yeah, we, we, we
0: can't have it if mom's bringing, you yeah. know, a drink or something. And I don't think any of that matters. Well no. and that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't believe that stuff matters. But what I do believe is when when Billy strikes out and and he can't handle the failure (laughs) and his teammate hits a home run after him and he's still sitting on the bench while everybody else is celebrating and and so you see all these things or you know umpires you know umpires are humans they make judgment calls a lot of the time and they're not they're they're their judgments, they're not necessarily right, they're not necessarily wrong, they're right or wrong depending on what dugout you're in or what dugout you're cheering for, but they make these decisions and then, and then you have to accept that and, and move on to that, mm-hmm. that next moment. You have for to sure. accept that. And if you can't put that behind you and you carry it over to the next great thing that happens in the game with your teammates or the next at-bat or next inning or whatever, well, you're not going to be a fit here. And, yeah. and we work hard on that to helping our players get better and better because I do believe it's a muscle, that mental toughness. It sure. is a muscle, and it is something you have to work on. Yeah. But if that is a large struggle, that, that's going to be a, a huge red flag here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you see, like you mentioned, a lot of that in summer ball. It's, it's unique. And you see it. I know a lot of uh, generally the way it is, is is you see the best arms early in the weekend. It's not like you save them for the championship game or whatever. Most of it doesn't really matter. But right. uh, so you see a lot of, lot of, you know, the recruiting is usually done, like I said, Thursday through Saturday, the arms, then, you know, you're just kind of whatever happens on Sunday, you might see a few guys out for Sunday, checking some more guys out. But generally, it's, it's pretty barren on Sundays. And I've made a habit recently of starting to go out to Sundays and see, and and that's, from what you just talked about where you see you know this is game 6 of 3 days worth of games and uh for teams and you can tell the kids that truly like love baseball and want to be there or the kids that are just walking up and exhausted no energy in the dugout they're just getting their 3 3 at bats in and hoping they win and get a piece of plastic and all that sort of stuff yeah. but it's it's, it's talk unique. about
0: the grind yep yeah. yeah grind That's, Let's talk about fall ball. It's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been preparing for that. And one thing I want to talk about is is truth. And I believe you have to have the truth to have a starting point. If you mm-hmm. if you do not have the truth, you have a false reality. In baseball, our truth is found in numbers and data. And we start our fall with tests. We start with things like in bodies, on base use screenings hitters, KVs, pitchers, biomechanical software, running times, batted ball metrics, spin rates, movement, and a whole lot of other KPIs, which is key performance indicators. That is our starting point of truth. And now once that's over, then we can move from there and start building our team. Once we understand where the, where the truth is, mm-hmm. what's it like for you after having a couple seasons where you're starting w- with a semi new team or at least half of them are typically new and you've got a whole new group of kids in and we're we're doing these tests and and you feel like you know them really well but we don't typically know them really well because we we haven't seen all of the failures and mm-hmm. how they respond we haven't seen all of their time management skills yeah we haven't seen all of their selflessness you mm-hmm. know uh, it, it's significantly different in the fall. A team, a college baseball team in the fall sh- is supposed to look significantly different in the spring. That yep. doesn't always happen. But I noticed from the last couple years that the first couple weeks of practice is usually a little challenging in a lot of different ways just because you're trying to get to know the kids. you feel yep. that a little bit too?
1: Yeah, I do from a sense of, like you said, you, we know them to, to an extent Uh, very, I mean, we we try to do our best to get to know incoming guys as as much as we can through phone call and through visits and all that, but we truly, you know, you're still figuring a lot about a lot, a lot out about them and and they're figuring a lot about, they can have an idea of what our program is and, and we can, they can come and check it out and all that, but they just get a glimpse into what one day of a week looks like. And we're about to stack, you know, about. 40 days of or 40 weeks of every single day on top of that so right. and they and they
0: think they're working hard or what yeah. i what i will term is trying hard and i believe like trying hard is something that does not stop everybody kind of thinks they're trying hard mm-hmm. and but you have to kind of ask yourself if we, as we go back to truth what are you gauging that off of yeah and trying hard is something in your mind that never really stops. And so it's basically all about the reality and what you're basing things off of. So For when sure. when somebody, you know, we've talked about it before, but when somebody's talking about, well, I work hard. Well, <laughs> you know, what's, what's that reality based yeah. off of? Or, you know, what is that truth? What is hard work, you know? I, David Goggins once said, and he was kind of famed for saying that, that most people stop at about 40% effort and energy mm-hmm. into, into what they, what they're doing. And so that's kind of where the truth comes in. When I was in the business world, I, I thought I, I worked hard and I thought I was trying hard. I, I really, really did. And I thought I was, you know, at a hundred percent of my potential. That that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And um, come to find out I was very wrong. And, and the truth and those around me and those who hold me accountable helped me see that. We have no idea what, it is, what is in us until we start chasing greatness and stop measuring ourselves against what others are doing. Instead, measuring ourselves of, on you know things that we talk about, like what our standards are. Mm-hmm. And re- in reality, just trying to be the best version of our of self and that's what trying hard looks like you know and it's it's we've talked about it multiple times but it's you have to have people around you that are going to give you the truth and that that's what i think makes great coaches is is that that honesty and truth and this is how you need to get better and i also feel like kids they really want a few things beyond just playing time and they want coaches to, to a care about them yeah. they they want coaches that they can trust and then they want coaches that can help them you know get better in in a lot of different ways get better but th- that that's what they want and if you can give them that those those three things you can accomplish you know the moon with your teams but it's it's really h- hard to do that in the game of baseball because you have a number of kids a basketball roster <laughs> might have 10 to you know 15 depending on what level um, a baseball roster never does not have 10 to 15 unless you're coaching a travel you know youth yeah, yeah. travel baseball team so that becomes pretty pretty challenging and, you know, hard work is all relative, and I, th- I yeah. think in a lot of ways we feel like we work pretty hard, but then I don't know that another college program is going to say that they don't work hard too.
1: Yeah, it's all subjective, and mm-hmm. that's the best part. And, and like, touching back on, you know, kids are looking for that connection and all that, I think for the most part they the uh, playing time is kind of what reels them in. And yes. then once they once they realize that, that there's some that they might be getting enough time, but they can't stand who who they're playing for, or it just doesn't gel for whatever reason. They see don't see eye to eye. No no hurt feelings, but just need a different spot. I think those are the ones that truly get it, where they're looking for the fit, they're looking for that connection, and that's a percentage of the transfer portal. Absolutely, today. Yep. yeah, absolutely. And and I think as time has gone on, we're seeing kids are getting more, more, uh, more accustomed to that they're looking for that fit they're it's still still a lot to be desired with that but they're still looking yeah that's that's solid and I think
0: outside of beyond the hard work you got to have that mental toughness we talked about how can you handle failure in the game of baseball you're going to have a lot of failure in the game of life you're going to have a ton of failure too and I know that what what the teaching, the mental toughness that we do is is preparing them for training in life because it's it's going to mimic the, the baseball and the stuff that we're doing is going to mimic life. They're going to they're going to have that and they're going to have a whole lot of things thrown at them. They already have a whole lot of things. Student athletes already have a whole lot of things thrown at them. And then as they transition, they're going to have a whole lot more thrown at them.
1: Summing up, you know, just trying to push for this where. A lot of students, a lot of student athletes, a lot of high school seniors that might be listening to this to try to get a better feel for LCC or, you know, parents out there are trying to get a better fit for who is the guy that might be coaching my son one day. You know, you hear mental toughness and you hear mental toughness to start the fall and that's what we work on. That immediately brings up, you know, like two a days for football, where you're doing up downs until you puke, or you're on the stairs or stuff like that. Time it's,
0: miles. Yeah. Can I
1: talk about what yeah. your view on on mental toughness is, and you know how you're developing it as po- as opposed to actually making them run time miles or, or yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, so Those
0: really good examples and mental toughness, in my opinion, isn't necessarily built from. The adversity that's on the external mm-hmm. world—it's—it's it's built through the adversity that you have in your mind. And so, w- no matter what you're doing, whether you're doing dishes and you're saying this sucks, you know, it might not be the greatest things. So those dishes might be incredibly dirty, but if you can change that voice and change your narrative, change your story of what you're saying at that point. You can get through doing those dishes, and and they <laughs> don't take very long. And yeah. that's the same thing with what we're trying to teach: is we're trying to teach people to change their mindsets. We're trying to teach them to change their narratives, change that voice in their head that's telling them they can't do something, or yeah. they're not good enough, or they they have never been good in math, or yeah. you know they've never been a great bunter. And Lord knows we bunt all the time, you know. But or it's <laughs> but with, that with, doesn't transfer well over uh, <laughs> over the radio media. Yeah. and but it's all those things it's, it's that narrative in your head and that mental toughness comes in when adversity hits you and, and, and it's like oh yeah I'm, I'm not very good so I do deserve to fail it when you start changing that narrative you don't expect to fail you expect to win you, and, and when that voice change, changes in your head you know that you're going to get adversity and the more you work on it the more you build that muscle when that adversity hits yeah it sucks a little bit but then because you've worked on different ways with your mental performance and your processes, you're able to not only handle that adversity, you're able to become a little bit stronger from yeah. that. And the next time it happens, it's just a little blip on the radar. For sure. And that and that's what mental toughness looks like. And in the game in and I believe in all athletics, it's a it's a super, super important thing. And we've experienced that just, you know, as from in our program we've had to have a lot of mental toughness and and you know we've had a summer for the ages to say the least so thank you for uh joining me today Mm -hmm. and appreciate having you in here and for all those listening go be excellent in whatever you do Coach Cut's Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalion Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time.